Hello there, my name's Neil David and I'm the host of Eurograps Express, the podcast exclusively dedicated to the wrestling of Europe. If it's wrestling and it happens in Europe and it's good, we talk about it. Whether it's RevPro, Progress, WXW, Passion Pro, Pro Wrestling Chaos, Pro Wrestling North, we don't care, we talk about them all. If it's good and it's exciting, I want to share it with you. We're on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Check us out on the feed. Check us out on Twitter at EuroGrapsEXP. And join us for chat about European wrestling and a little bit of chat about cheese. Hopefully see you there. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 58 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, and you can follow us on X at Emerald Flow Show. Uh, you can listen to us on all of your favorite podcast apps. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a five star review, and you can donate to the show if you're feeling generous at uh, voicesofwrestling.com slash donate. I'm Gerard here with Paul. Paul, how are you doing? Ah, I'm doing fine. Just getting into my busy period at work now, but still manageable for now. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I've been watching a lot of wrestling this week, actually. Yeah, the yeah, same, actually. Uh, it's actually, I just finished the last show, like, uh, basically 10 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, had, like, a huge marathon on Saturday night. Of just watching wrestling and then caught up with the Noah stuff that happened this week and everything. Um, so we're going to start off this week with some news, uh, hopefully positive. Uh, Yusuke Okada is undergoing treatment. I guess that had a, his uh, abdominal issues were a t- malignant tumor that's mm-hmm. cancerous, possibly. But it sounds like they caught it early enough, and he his prognosis looks good. Yeah. But they, I mean, they did remove it, right? But that's when they found out it was malignant, so he has to go on. Uh, he has to undergo yeah. further treatment. So he, for unfortunately, he's going to be gone for a while either way. Yeah, that yeah, way. yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. 
So uh, best wishes to his health and hopefully mm -hmm. you know, he can come back and um, kickstart uh, his career and everything like that. Because we've been obviously lots of discussion over what's happening to poor Okada <laughs> over uh, the entire yeah. course of this podcast. Yeah. And given everything that's happened, he's definitely my favorite Okada in wrestling at the moment. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. Uh, some Okadas have uh, gotten a lot of heat for multiple reasons. I mean, one significantly less bad than the other. One is just yes. like, I want a bunch of money. The other one is a sex pest. So yeah. I still take the one that just that is greedy over the one that is a sex pest. Um, Paul, did you watch the G the main event of the DDT show this past weekend? No, but I've heard great things about it. And apparently they drew a massive crowd for it as well. Well, yeah, they, they claimed 1,600 even, which is like pretty darn big for Cork in these days that's a that's a full sellout that's a full yeah. like i'm pretty sure that is like the maximum you can draw in there at the moment uh so i watched the match it was a great match i went four stars uh and uh kaisi takechi would obviously go down as one of the best celebrity debuts <laughs> wrestling of all time i'm not sure he's quite logan paul mm -hmm. he's really damn good i mean he looks like a million bucks and uh, as others like dave Meltzer said and everything it's like it has like real crush gals slash world class in 1983 vibes from the crowd just like this like constant like screaming and everything like that <laughs> okay yeah so def well okay that might be a bad comparison but like a Von Eric basically yeah yeah uh and also I, I haven't seen too much talk of this but I thought Hideki Okatani was great uh in this match not just his work, but like what he was, because he was like the only true real heel in this match. Because at the beginning of the match, everyone shook hands, but then when uh, Takechi went to shake Okatani's hand, he like you know does a little thing where he kicks the hand out of the way, and that like get got a lot of heat, and he got a lot of heel heat when he was roughing up Takechi. So I thought he was right there too, and I wanted to point that out. Okay, well, that I mean, I definitely have to go and check it out then. In that case. Yeah. And how old is Takeshi actually? Uh I I thought I said 26, but he could be older. Oh, I mean that that seems like a perfect timing then for him to like get in. Uh, all right, we're back. I just had it interrupted by a fire alarm in my building. Everything is okay. Uh, but just didn't want to have that in the background of the audio. So he didn't uh, want to burn to death in the middle of the recording. Well, yes, I also made sure to make sure my building was actually not on fire. <laughs> Um, so we were talking about Takechi's Takechi's age. He's 26. Mm -hmm. uh, and Paul, you took the time out to watch the entrance. Walk. Yeah, I actually watched the, the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of that? Yeah, that that guy is a star. I think that becomes pretty apparent. Like I think he, like sometimes he can just instantly see. Like I just watched the entrance. I should say I didn't watch the match. So, but like sometimes you can just see it with a guy the first time he comes out, right? Like. With Anzai, I think you could see it. Uh, like, there's other examples as well. Like, actually, I remember, I think, like, the first time I saw, like, fucking Roman Reigns on, like, I think that was still FCW. That wasn't even NXT. And I was like, yeah, okay, that guy's going to be a star. Like, sometimes you just see someone and it's like, okay, like, oh, actually, as yes, Takeshita, actually, would be another uh, good example on, like, DDT. Uh no, and also uh, that number looks legit, legit with the 1600 there. Like you saw people up on the balconies. And also that was a reverse ROH crowd where 
you could just say that the crowd was like overwhelmingly female. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's not a one shot. Uh, so I'm I would assume that uh, Takagi will want him back. Obviously, oh, absolutely, they're insane. If they like, if he wants to do it, like they would be insane not to bring him back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so since we're already on the topic of DDT, we're gonna pivot over to the Wrestle Universe changes. Uh, so at the end of the month, uh, Wrestle Universe is going up in price to one thousand two hundred and forty nine or thirty nine yen. Mm-hmm. Something like that. and But you're getting more promotions. You're getting... Well, and Gambari is staying. But you're getting Sendai Girls, Michinoku Pro, and Real Zero One. So this and is... Specifically just Real, Real Zero. Zero One. So before we talk about Real Zero One, uh, I think this is a huge step up. I have no issue with the price increase. I mean, what's like mm-hmm. 300 yen these days anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's enough. Like, the, I actually looked at it. The exchange rate has gotten even worse since I was there. Like, when I was there, it was like 1 to 150 for like euro to yen. And now it's like 1 to 163 or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means hopefully the Great Space War Live. Yes, I or very least, much hope for that. At least like a couple of day delay instead of like a couple of weeks. Yeah. But if it was live, oh, God, that would be that would and, be amazing. Um. Uh, I said that girls is definitely my favorite Joshi promotion because it's just no nonsense, hard hitting stuff. A big mm-hmm. Jiro Hashimoto fan, so that's great. And Real Zero One, uh, yep. well, I don't know how to describe it. I well, know- it is just a sub promotion, Gerard. It's well, just a sub promotion of Zero One. No, it's not. It obviously isn't. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Bahu, who knows a thing or two about the Japanese scene, especially the indie scene, said that they're separate companies. However, and I'm just still confused, and I believe that because there's some weird things going on. A, Masato Tanaka and all the older guys like Takuya Sugawara and like Chris Weiss and all that, they're not like scheduled for the 21st anniversary or the 23rd anniversary show. Yeah, and Chris Weiss is the current champion. Yeah, but so I thought it's like all the older guys left. But then I see on the poster for the March 1st so that Junya Matsunaga, who hasn't been on these other Real Zero One shows, is scheduled on that show. And if you go to the Zero One website, it's like, well, um, it's both. They, they're they advertising both companies, right? Like yeah. all the other guys are still on the pages. Right, so it's like, uh, are yeah, com- are these companies? I mean, big- when when I checked, I actually only saw real zero one events on the website, but I guess that they add like the normal zero one shows now. Oh, well. you're right. You know what it is just real zero one on this website. Yes. So you know that like that was the tip of to me was like okay, there's some like okay, not just that, but like the obvious tip of was real zero only real zero one getting on Wrestle Universe because that's yeah. weird if it's only a sub promotion that doesn't make any sense. And then I went to the website, and the only thing advertised on the website are real zero one shows. Whereas you can still see that there are normal zero one shows if you go to the ticket website. Yeah. And obviously, the entire press conference not featuring any of the real zero one guys. Yeah. Uh, also, and yeah, Megum- Megumi Kudo is with real zero one. So she has taken, because she was basically their president. 
yeah. right? So she went with them. So I've no clue what the actual details of any of this are. I mean, it might just be that like whoever has like control of the website went with the real zero one guys, and that's why that's the only things on the website. Mm-hmm. Cause like what if they you, forgot. If you look at the younger guys like the Junior Matsunaga and Sugataka Sato, those guys have barely wrestled all year. Yeah. I mean, and, there has been only one like yeah. One like proper like zero one show, which was the like January first show, which I should have gone to in hindsight given everything that's going on now. But uh, what can you do? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, you've got the. I think the only young guy is um, uh, Nagao, Suki Nagao went with him. Mm-hmm. Junior Matsunaga's working a show, so maybe he's gonna go over. I don't know. So. And then Suji Ishikawa is booking the anniversary show. Yeah, so Suji Ishikawa and Black Mensa right now seem to be aligned with the actual Zero One. Or at least working with them, because yeah. I feel like they're just kind of like popping up everywhere a bit. Yeah, I mean, that's what it could be and everything like that. So that's sort of interesting. So I don't... <laughs> and, and it seems like sort of the... Old zero one is like now just Tochigi Pro Wrestling, which is one of their regional sub brands. Yeah, because they've run Tochigi Pro shows. Yeah. Um. Yeah, on the twenty third, right? But like, who was there? Like, the main event was like Takumi Baba defeating Tatsuhiro Takaiwa for the <laughs> junior title, right? And the Intercontinental and the NWA Intercontinental Tag Team Title match, right? Junior Matsunaga and Sugitaka Sato mm-hmm. defeated Sato defeated Daisuke Sakamoto and Rikia Fudo, right? So, I mean, again, given that Chris Wise is the like, it's again like what happens now with the top title. I think that's still one of the biggest things in the air, right? Like, I, th- I think the 100% confirmation we have or we will get is if Chris Wise just gets stripped of the title. Yeah. Unless they take the title with them, and because whoever actually owns the right to that. Yeah, like I've seen people speculate it's something, some sort of disagreement with Otani. I have no clue. I feel bad also speculating about that because Otani's yeah. condition, yeah, and everything, yeah. right? So, um, that's the thing with that. Paul, did you watch the uh, main event from that one? I haven't watched the 29th. I don't know. Oh wait, when's that? Because sh- oh, there was a show on. Let me see here. There was a show on the 23rd. Oh, it just came out today, so I haven't gotten a chance yeah. to watch it. But there was another one uh, from... Um... So I tried to watch the, the Shinjuku face show. Yeah, on the tour. And the it was very poorly attended. Oh, yeah. It was uh, 204 fans, which is well under 50%. Yes, and there was no one in like the front. Like the other... Okay, I get that Japanese promotions never actually move people to the hard camp site, but man, they really should have done that here because that looked really bad. Yeah. Uh, so and I, I, I kind of only made it to the second match and then I had so, to tap out. Well, I uh, well, I, I saw the first match. It looked depressing. And I was planning on watching the whole show. I just fast forward to the main event. Yeah, that's what I should that. have done too. <laughs> uh, and it was good. I wasn't okay. as good as the other. It wasn't as good as that Limit Break main event, but like it was a strong showing relatively strong showing i mean sugawara is not great but other than yeah. that it was a pretty good te- it was a good like three and a half stars tag match type thing mm-hmm. like a solid main event 
Okay, fair enough. Tanaka and Shiozaki, you know, doing just kicking the crap out of each other type thing. So, um, yeah, that's zero or real zero one or whatever. So, uh, we'll see. But I mean, if I don't know. If, I mean, if zero. it is on Wrestle Universe, I think we will like dip in whenever there's any. But I could see that. the the uh, novelty on that running out very fast if this is all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? If it's just like Chris, I mean, Misato Tanaka is still good. I mean, yeah. I guess it very heavily depends who gets the Fire Festival. Yeah, for sure. And then in the next thing is uh, the Bloodsport ticket prices have been released and they are insane. <laughs> I believe it's like fifty thousand yen for the front row or something. Uh, no, not fifty thousand. One hundred and twenty-five thousand. Oh, wow! Yeah, fifty thousand would be perfectly acceptable. That's not a lot, actually. That's like way less than like. So that's like less than I. That's like I paid like eight. Oh no, fifty thousand. No, not sorry, not fifty thousand. Yeah, I paid eight thousand for like second row in Corican. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's a cork in second row price for sure. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Do you think they're totally out of touch, or do you think that they know that they only have a small base of fans to draw from, but they know that they will spend money, they will pay for that price point? What you mean they would just want to bleed them dry? But, I mean, maybe it's also a thing where like they know that there are some people that want to get rid of some money some way, and so they know those people are going to buy the tickets and then hand them out. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I just thought that was very interesting. Uh, just in terms of that's crazy to do something like that at Sumo. I mean, they have to load up the card now. Like, yeah. can't be just like, like I mean, that's much I mean, as I those, love them, but it can't be just like, like Hikaru Sato. <laughs> some of those 50-year-old guys, though, that are would be down for this sort of um, nostalgia might pay like that kind of money. Maybe that yeah. My thinking of it, but how many of them? Like right, like how well do these like nostalgia promotions draw? Right. Mm-hmm. Or well, some of them draw well allegedly, but there's like a big allegedly on on that. Yeah. So we'll see how that turns out, but uh, that's something to monitor. Yeah. To see how that goes, Paul. Did you watch Brian Danielson versus June Akiyama? Uh no, not yet. Um, I. Trying to think when when did that ha- that was last this past week. Saturday. Oh, this past Saturday. I don't think that's been released yet actually in Germany. Because oh, they have okay. like the YouTube channel where they up well it airs on like pay TV, but nobody has pay TV in Germany. So they mm. actually upload the shows on like the TNT or not TNT, whatever whichever channel actually has it. They have mm. a YouTube channel as well, where like after a while they actually upload the shows for free. Uh, it's worth watching, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. it is 2024 Junakiyama, but he did give uh, a good bit of effort. I'd go like three and three quarters on the match and everything like that. And okay. after the match, Danielson punked. I mean, Akiyama got chance, and after the match, he got punked out because <laughs> <laughs> Danielson kicked him in the balls. <laughs> okay, I mean, eh. do you think that uh, that he's gonna be back like a bit more? Like it's gonna team with like. Kingston or something, or well, like I mean that could always happen, but I mean this was just to build up Danielson versus Kingston. Oh, okay, but uh, yeah, it's worth going at, going out of your way to see. I think just mm-hmm. for the novelty of it, for sure. Um, and Paul, you're going to sixteen carat. 
Yes, uh, I booked a trip to the most exciting city in Germany, Oberhausen. Uh, that's a joke, by the way. Oberhausen is not great. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I would ever go there is to go to a WXW show. Um, but yeah, uh, I am going to be going there for so right now I have tickets bought for night one, night two, and ambition. Um, I can't really do night three because I have to work on Monday and the show and Oberhausen is too far away from Berlin for me to like make it back in time essentially after the show would be over. Uh, so I'm just going to do night one, night two. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I've seen kind of the, they've already released like the first night uh, matchups and Wagner is actually going to face off against Peter Tihani, where if you don't know the European scene, that's like one of the hardest talents, I would say. Like he's like, uh, this, I think he's like 21 year old Hungarian guy just all of the talent in the world. So I think that's going to be a good match. Although I do find it curious that they got booked against each other in the first round because I actually expected Tihani to be a guy that actually goes far in this tournament. But I also don't think they're going to like have the GHC champion lose in the first round. Like that just doesn't make any sense. So yeah. We shall see, but I would like, I don't know. I think Noah's even dumber than I normally think they are if they actually allow their champion to just get punked out in the first round. Uh, isn't Masato Tanaka in that tournament? Yeah, Masato Tanaka's in that one as well. So, He's so it, it, if um, Wagner doesn't win the tournament, could it, mm -hmm. Tanaka pin him? Do you think that would be politically acceptable? I mean, maybe. I could also maybe see that they do some like heel shenanigans, maybe. But like he basically gets eliminated via like some like heel basically like kicking him in the balls and rolling him up or something. I think he could do that too. Yeah. I don't think he's losing. I I doubt he's losing clean. That would that would surprise me. But yeah, I. It is very curious. I mean, I don't like again. He was booked for carrot before he even extended his contract. So. Who knows when the plan was actually made for him to like win 16 carat. Or not win 16, when the plan was actually made for him to win the JHC title, right? Yeah. That was actually made after he extended his contract or not. And now they've kind of put WXW in a tight spot because they can't just have him like lose clean. Because even before, I wouldn't have thought that he would have lost in the first round. But no. Michelle, look who's Tanaka's. Oh, Tanaka's up against Elijah Bloom in the first round. But I don't know what, like, the further uh, kind of bracket is after that. Mm -hmm. Well, well we get one called Mandis versus Luke Jacobs, which that's actually that's oh, that a match good. I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Gringo Loco versus Mike DiVecchio. That's going to be crazy, too. <laughs> All right, so we go on to Noah. I have to say, once the, uh, I don't know, my displeasure of Keno losing the GHC title faded away, <laughs> I have to say that I'm back into it again. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I have been enjoying this uh, Victory Challenge tournament so far. And so we'll start with that. 
on mm-hmm. February 24th at Yokohama Radiant Hall in front of 309 fans. We're just going to do the Victory Challenge matches because I can tell you some stuff on this card that I was didn't watch and I knew that I was going to watch because there's a 13-minute match that ends up with Daga getting disqualified. <laughs> uh, so just in the Victory Challenge, Dragon Man and Alpha Wolf defeated Masakita Mia and Daiki Inaba in 10 minutes and 33 seconds with a shooting star press from Bane on Inaba. I mean, I thought this was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you even had Inaba pulling out some lucha. <laughs> and, yeah, I forgot. Uh, I, f- I think he actually went on excursion in Mexico, right? Right. Okay, so that makes sense. I forgot about that. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. And uh, like Kidamia was a great base, and it was just um, those guys doing all their high flying and everything. So it was just a really, really fun match. Yeah, I also have to say Masa Kitamiya is like even more now like slowly but surely like physically morphing into Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah. Right? Like his neck is also just disappearing as well at this point. Paul Daiki Nabas had exactly one match in Mexico. Oh, okay. Well never mind. <laughs> and uh uh in uh it's some indie in uh Corteraro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was Andy Wu, Captain Centella and Ray Impacto defeating Delirious, not that Delirious, Hiroki Inaba, which is his shoot name, and Thor, who doesn't even have a cage match profile, <laughs> does the Mexican Delirious. So they, they so if that Thor doesn't even have like a cage match by what are the odds? It's literally just a guy dressing up like Thor from Marvel. Oh, well, this was in 2013, but still it was yeah, that, oh, okay. that could have been yeah. very possible in 2013, actually. <laughs> Yeah. The event of that show was Ahio DeSanto and Ricky Marvin defeating Angel Blanco Jr. and Dr. Wagner Jr. So that could have been... Uh, 2013, uh, that actually could have been really good. Yeah, yeah, that could have been a nice little uh, uh, main event. Let's see if there's any other Japanese wrestlers on this card. Uh, no. Most of the people on the show don't even have cage rash profiles. <laughs> like, there's a Bandito 1 and Bandito 2. How did he end up on that? And show? none of them was... have profiles, so they're different banditos. How did he? Get... Was he just like on vacation in Mexico, and someone just was just like, "Hey, do you want to?" On the show, so he probably took him there. Yeah. Oh wait, but uh, Marvin yeah. would have been a no, and he was Wrestle One. Oh no, this was even before the the. Sport. Yeah, no, this is before. May, this, May, this is May before 3rd. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's that is very random. So actually, what's very no, he also had, no he had, he also had an IWRG match. Oh, he did, did he? Oh, yes, yeah. he did. Just one. okay. So he probably were Andy Wu and Freelance defeat America VIP, who is <laughs> oh Daiki Inaba. <laughs> oh God, was that Daiki Inaba and like and a Ray, mask, Ray at, at, like as an American or something? Maybe. Uh, so, you know what? He probably worked more than two matches in Mexico. They're just like, like real low level indies that yeah, don't yeah. even pop up. That would hire like sex <laughs> or something like that. Oh, but that actually, the IWRAD show actually had uh, a Hio de Dr. Wagner Jr. on it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And El Pantera, who was in Wrestle One. Yeah. Or is that the same Pantera I'm thinking of? Um, yeah, it is. It's a yeah, it's it is. Yeah. One. It's, it's a, yeah. a, it's a, it's a one, yeah. Pantera. Um, hmm. Yeah, because this is an odd. And Saru, man. 
Sauron. Is that a guy that just dressed up like the fucking Lord of the Rings character? <laughs> I mean, it is Mexico, right? It's always a possibility yeah. whenever you see a name like that. It's actually just a guy dressing up like the... Because copyright doesn't exist in Mexico. <laughs> no. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. So, yes. Inaba's got Lucha experience. <laughs> and it was a great match. And then the next match was... Um, Menabusoy and Shuji Kondo defeating Keno and Yu Owada in 1306 when uh, Soya used Lariat on Owada. Um, I mean, this was another good, pretty good match. I thought it started off a little slow, but I thought the last couple of minutes when Owada went on like a rampage, got a couple of near falls, it was a lot of fun and gave a lot of rub to Owada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought also thought like Owada got like good fire in there. Mm-hmm. It's actually like I think in general, like going to talk about this later for the other match as well. It's interesting, actually, that Owada so far is the guy that has gotten a lot more spotlight in the team than Keno has. Yeah. Are you saying that Keno is unhappy? Or is no, not, 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 not necessarily, but maybe it feels like a bit more of like a concerted effort to actually like build up Owada. Yes. Well, they know what they got to do. Yeah. So... And then we go to Saxon Huxley and Timothy Thatcher defeating Kaido Kiyomiya and Rei Hohei Oiwa in 12.54 when uh, Thatcher made Oiwa submit to a Fujiwara armbar. Again, I thought this was very solid. I thought Kiyomiya and Oiwa worked hard here and worked very well as a team here. This is a nice little match. And I got to say, Paul, look, Saxon and Huxley are perfectly good little foreign heel team. You mean Huxley and Thatcher? Yes, sorry. <laughs> Saxon and Huxley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Huxley and Thatcher. Thatcher and Huxley, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, Saxon and Huxley will never be anything special, really. But I feel, I feel, I feel like they've acclimatized themselves well, and they work way better as a team than I thought they would have. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, they were up against two great wrestlers, so yeah. that helps, too. I mean, if you're a real Thatcher pervert, you could say that he's toned down his style. He definitely has. Yeah. I did notice that, but... Yeah, which is unfortunate, but what can I do? I mean, he's also not the youngest anymore, either. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's over 40 now. Yeah. Um, And then in the main event, Takashi Sugura and Uka... I think it's called... It's pronounced like Uka, because that's like the crowd chanting. Uh, Well, one of the problems is that there isn't really an L sound in japanese yeah yeah so i've I've, because i've actually heard like people chant uruka as well yeah while 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 i was at the show the gurrican but most of the people all say i go with ulka Mm -hmm. anyway they defeated goshi ozaki and atsushi kotoge when asasaki is a shining triangle on kotoge for the submission very solid i gotta say in on this show and on the next show sasaki is looking less lost in the ring Yes, he's definitely other times, uh, other times he looked a little lost. I mean, obviously thought still ha- always had potential, but he's really starting to show improvement. And so I thought mm-hmm. that w- I don't think it was the best match on the show, but again, it was solid. All of these victory challenge matches are at least like a solid match. Yeah, I I have to I I'm kind of struggling. Like maybe I'm still struggling to kind of pick one that really stood out to me. But yeah, again, like all of them are at least very very solid because there's also none that stand out in a bad way either. No, exactly. And then, so we go to uh, the 28th of February at Shinjuku facing 301 fans. 
I mean, 309 at Yokohama Marina Hall is not bad, but 301 at Shinjuku? Eh. I mean, it's better than what they've drawn previously as well. Yeah. Better than zero, that's at least. Zero one. <laughs> I mean, um, that's for sure, yes. Better than real zero one. <laughs> anyway, I watched Jake Lee versus Shuhei Taniguchi. I don't know if you did. Uh, I did watch it as well, yeah. I thought it was a very interesting match. I thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> well, look, it was eight. It was like eight minutes of like Kanaguchi just like grabbing and beating on Jake's shoulder, and then Jake made a comeback, gave him a knee to the gut and the, the running the FBS in the corner, and then that was over. Yeah. yeah, that was the weird part where like Jake just worked from underneath the entire time. That's the part I, I, I counted like it. two bumps in the match. Yeah, um, but I didn't hate it just because it sort of told the story. But it was very bizarre at the same time. Yeah, I I really didn't get this one, especially since he's up against like fucking uh, Fujita soon. Where... Well, I look, I when I saw that match was happening, I was like, I'm gonna watch it because I thought maybe you know, it's not what I expected. No, no, it's definitely not. Where like he got less offense than Olga Sasaki did. Yeah. Um. And then we have um, sorry, on the Shinjuku yeah. show, we had Saxon Huxley and Timothy Thatcher defeating Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf in 1409 with a neck hanging bomb from Sa uh, Huxley on Wolf. Again, perfectly solid match. They worked well enough together. Mm -hmm. Probably but, the weakness. Yeah. The weakest yeah. in this one, though. So. Um, Takashi finish also kind of came out of nowhere as well to yeah. me, because it just kind of like he just kind of did, did like basically Huxley like basically like uh, Alpha Wolf did like a bunch of flips on Huxley and then Huxley kind of just got up and did the neck hanging bomb and pimped and and that that was it. Yeah. Um, and then next up for Victory Challenge, uh, Takashi Sugara and Oka Sasaki defeating Manu Soya and Shuji Kato in 12.42 with a Hurricane Rana from Sugara on Soya sort of for the flash pin. <laughs> um, talking about wins getting matches ending out of nowhere, but this is obviously a better match than that previous one. Uh, yeah. Again, very solid. Although I didn't think anything stood out too well, but I thought Sasaki looked good. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Uh... And then victory challenge, Goshi Ozaki and Sushi Kotoge defeated Masa Kidmi and Deki Inaba in 1636 with the go on lariat from Shiozaki on Inaba. I mean, this was really good. Mm -hmm. These guys just beating on each other for 16 minutes. I no, think I this might this be match good. of the tournament. Um, I, I, For me, it's between this one and the next one. Yeah. And then we'll go to obviously the main event. Victory Challenge Tag League, Keno versus Yu and Yu Owada and Kaido Kimi and Rayo Iwa to a 20-minute time limit draw. Didn't realize the time limits were 20 minutes, so I think we'll see more of them in this tournament. <laughs> yeah, I think that was really down to establish that as well. Yeah. Uh, I saw some people joke as well. It's like, oh man, uh, Kaido can't even tap out a young boy, but I thought the finish was done really, really well here. Yes, yes. The fit, uh, time limit went out and Iwata like, managed not to submit to the face yeah. lock. Although I will say, like, I don't even know what that Kaito submission was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, like, that was a, that was a, like, Kazuchika Okada level submission. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, it's not that what, violent. what part of the body is this supposed to hurt? <laughs> but yeah, no, other, otherwise, I, otherwise it was really great. Like, I think like Owada sold his ass off here, like just yeah. the desperation. And where yes. like you could like, because like there were a lot of moments where it's like, yeah, okay, here it's going to tap here. It's going to tap here because he, I think what he did really, really well was like his like hand movements. Right. But he like teased tapping so many times and just didn't. And then the time ran out. Yeah. So I know that was great. Yeah, this is a very strong match. You go either this one or the semi-main event is the best match on the show, or even the best match in this tournament. I think. Yeah. Well, I, I the... think it's this one. This one is, I think, yeah. my pick for best of the tournament so far. And uh, I just realized, Paul, we forgot. I put in the run sheet that Cork and Hall in the twenty-third, but we can run through that very quickly. Yes. Uh, so that's in, that was in front of 1,115 fans at Corican Hall, which I think, given the card, mm -hmm. was uh, a pretty decent number for yep. these days. Yeah. Um, I watched Ninja Mac versus Junta Miyawaki, and that was a fun, quick little match. I watched the two victory challenge tag scrambles, which I thought were both very good. They were just go, go, go. Everybody get in, get their shit in type thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then... I thought Jack Morris defeating Anthony Green in 2028 for the G to retain the GHC national title. I thought this was actually quite good. Yeah, I actually thought this was really good as well. I, I would actually say it's either it's one of either men's like better matches than Noah. Like Probably for Green's Morris, best. yeah, I would say Green's best, and like for Morris, it's like second or third best. I would say. Yeah. I mean, they did the gimmick where it's like two pals wrestling each other. So early on, it's like a lot of like counters and face-offs mm -hmm. and i did like how they did do the like uh like morris or green was on his knees like looked like he was done he's like come on do the knee running yeah. you finish me but then he like tricked him out yeah no no i thought i thought that was a i thought that was a great fake out as well because at first i was like oh man that's a bit melodramatic yeah, and then exactly. he just this fucks him over yeah <laughs> um but yeah, and then they went on for a couple more minutes after that, and then like Green missed a uh, was a, like a moonsault or a some sort of splash, and then Morris got him with the knee and the tiger driver, so it was mm -hmm. very good. And then the main event for the GSC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title: Yohei and Tadasuke defeated Hayata and Ada in thirteen nineteen when Tadasuke pinned Ada out with a good looking power driver. After several good looking power drivers, I don't know I thought it was fine enough. Mm -hmm. The last few minutes were good with um, Tadasuke and Ada. I went like three and a half. I was definitely happy about the result because I yeah. fully expected Ada and Hayata to win here. Mm -hmm. Especially given how much the crowd was behind Hayata and Ada. Yeah, that too. But no, I, I think to me, it's absolutely the right decision. Keep this on Tadasuke and Yohei. And again, like after like a long period of like a lot of bullshit. I would say over like the last year or so, like the junior tag division has actually quietly been like one of the best parts of the promotion. Well, we just had another DQ. Yes. But 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 yes, it's not as quite as egregious as it once was. And yes, and no title matches are generally pretty good. And there's no like nonsensical tur like turns all the time either. It's like we actually have like a consistent division now. Yeah. So, looking at the Victory Challenge Tag League, uh, Sugera and Sasaki have four points, Huxley and Thatcher four. 
Shiozaki and Katoge 2, Soya and Kondo 2, Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf 2, Keno and Yu Owada 1, uh, Kiyomiya and Oiwa 1, and Master Kitamiya and Daiki Naba at 0. But off to a good start, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, uh, and uh, we, I think we still have some really good matchups left as well. Yes. And before we move on to All Japan, let's just check in one more time with Jake versus Vegeta, which is this weekend on the 2nd, I believe. Paul, mm-hmm. got any... Uh, any other uh, feelings on how this is going to go from the last time we talked about it? Not well. <laughs> Don't think this is going to go well. Uh, I really hope Jake is winning because what the fuck are we doing otherwise? Yeah. And what do you think about Jake winning at the end of the mo- or end of March? I really don't. I really hope he doesn't. Because mm-hmm. actually, like I said, I've actually found him a lot more interesting outside of the title picture than inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one way to build up Fuji or Jake, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looks credible going into this yeah. with single victories over T- Taniguchi and Fujita. Like I said, to me, like my hope is that this is like kind of one of the last dates on Fujita's existing contract. Yeah. And so they're just I mean, using it, that to put Jake th- there over. Are, there are no contracts that roll over in like April. Yeah. So it could be, yeah. And he generally only works the big shows. Yeah. So, and I think this is the last big show, right? Before April. Do they have another big show in March? Well, right at the end of March is when Tano and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or sorry, Jake and Wagner. Wagner, yeah. But again, that's after, right? Like, you can't do that match there. So, you can do this one here. You have... Then maybe you have book Fujita one more time at the end of the month, and that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's weird that he's still hanging around. He's like one of the only like, like Muto guys that is still there, and he just like he definitely feels like out of place in the promotion now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is Noah. Got a much. I mean, given. I mean, they could screw things up with Jake again, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I am over the Keno losing, and I am into it again. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, to me, it was all, like I also didn't like Keno losing, but to me, it was also not the wrong decision to put it on Wagner. Well, no, because I, yeah, I don't want to sound like I think Wagner's a bad champion. Absolutely not. But Keno is like the great stabilizer. Yes. He's the top star of the company right now. And he was also super hot as well. Like that's yes. the other thing. Yes. Um, so we move to all Japan Pro Wrestling, and they did their little three show tour in West Japan. And we start in Okayama convention center hall in okiyama in front of 693 fans okay so we had kazuhiko nakajima defeating hokuto Omori just for just real quick uh the streak of 1000 plus attendance is broken yeah but i think these are good numbers no these are good numbers i'm i'm joking but it it was actually impressive that they had like for the entire year so far they've drawn like a thousand plus every single time but no these like all of these numbers are really good Oh, speaking of all Japan, do you know who Atsuki's replacement was against the Brahmin brothers? Uh, also someone that got horrifically injured? No. It was Aja Kong. What the fuck? <laughs> that's that's obviously... I mean, I guess it makes sense because first you replace Rei Saito or you replace the Saitos with the Eoyagis. So I guess you kind of like What's like a mixture of like Atsuki Aoyagi and Rei Saito is Aja Kong, I guess. 
Yeah, so it was Yuma Aoyagi and Aja Kong defeating the Brahmins. They went to a double counter, of course. And then course. we started the match, and then uh, uh, Kong pinned uh, Kai with the, uh, with the uh, Yurikin. Yeah. Also, um, June Seto did work the show in, an, in a... Is that an... In a 10-man tag, he teamed with uh, Sutomo Osugi, Banana Senga, Antonio Hana, and Kazuki Harada with Jun- and Jun Seto, defeating Mascara Guerrero Jr., Oka Masamune, Gay Urano, which is Yasu Urano, uh, o- uh, Oka Mamis Sasaki, and Oka Makoto, who is Makoto Oishi. So. Okay, but like if Jun was, right, was there anyway, couldn't you just have booked him with Yuma? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, un- unless they want to like keep them apart for like all Japan kayfabe. Yeah, well, June got the win in that match when he did a double so so cl- choke slam on Masamune and Makoto. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, and this is the Toru Washi anniversary debut show. How many did that draw? Five hundred and fifty fans. Okay, that's you can see full house at Shinjuku face. Okay, that is that is good. Yeah, yeah. 20 years of Toru Washi. <laughs> um, it's been a hard 20 years as well. <laughs> it has been a hard 20 years. Um, I mean, when I first saw him 20 years ago, I thought he looked cool because he looked like the 10th ripoff. <laughs> uh, but he didn't quite live up to that. Uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> um, so yeah, Okahama. So Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Okuto Omori in five thirteen with the Northern Light Bomb. Northern Lights Bomb. I think we went over the problem with this match. Yeah, and this didn't help because the other two guys that Nakajima would face would get even more time than this. Yeah, Ryu Inoue getting more time was especially baffling, <laughs> and looking better. Looking better too. And yes, <laughs> getting more offense. So you know, I mean, he just slapped him and hit the Northern Lights Bomb. It was good for a five-minute match, but I just think it was a waste of what they had built up previously. Mm-hmm. And then Jun Saito, Kono, and Toshizo defeated Kuroshio Tokyo Japan, Sego Tachibana, and Seki Shioka, making his return to All Japan after like five years um, when Saito pinned Tachibana with the Psycho break. Perfectly acceptable wrestling. <laughs> um, Shotaro Shino... Real in a way, actually, sorry, just real quick. I actually like for that match during the entrance where A, you had uh, uh, Jiro steal a bunch of children, oh, yes, from the audience, uh, and do like his little dance with them. And then he's like, Oh, hey, there's this little kid back there that I forgot. Let me just go and get him. And that's when voodoo murderers rush out of the (laughs) curtain to attack him. I thought that was a really good bit. And then uh, Shitaro Shino, Rio Inoue, and ATM defeated Naruki Doi, Fuminori, Abe, and Ray Paloma in 11.40 when Shino used a German suplex on Paloma. Wow, this was a comedy match, basically, that they got of yes. Shino now. Yeah, it really seems like Shino's getting like pushed down the card, right? Uh, and Yeah, because Ray Paloma did his losing his pants gimmick and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I at least at least Shino no-sold it when below yeah. my like try to lariat him with the pants down yeah yes that was funny but uh, i had enough ray paloma after this tour <laughs> um, that's fair because i know he pops up occasionally but i just i don't know i wasn't feeling him right now um kento miyahara yume aoyaki and rising hayato defeated dan tamara takao mori making his triumphant return 
and run Ayave in 15 minutes after, after like <laughs> a two month. months. Yeah. Two months. <laughs> uh, when uh, Miyahara pinned Ayabe with the shutdown German. I mean, I thought this was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't completely shocked to see Ayabe take the pin. We'll talk a little more about him later. I mean, he's still getting booked, though. So. I know, I know. Well, okay, Weird. spoiler alert. He took a fall on everyone. Ayabe took a fall on every one of these shows. And yeah. I was like, okay, he's done. Oh, no, he's not. So I don't know what's going on with that. Are they punishing him until he leaves? Yeah. <laughs> I don't But he's, he, he was also on, he's, he was also on the, like, he's also going to be on the Zero One show as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, All Japan World Tag Team title contendership match. Suwama and Hideki Suzuki defeated Ryuki Honda and Yuma Anzai in 21-22 when uh, referee stopped Suzuki with uh, Suzuki putting Honda in the octopus hold. I thought this was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, You know, they started with the young guys showing up trying to go mat wrestling with them and then they brawled and then uh, i thought suzuki and anzai had some good sequences towards the end so this is very solid i thought no oh, yeah, yeah i would have maybe hoped for like a little bit more but i thought it was still a pretty good match but it just didn't quite get to like i don't know i was like maybe hoping for like a fourth star match and i don't think it quite well look suzuki, suzuki's like gonna be 44 this year if he hasn't already had his birthday i mean they're getting old yeah suwama's gonna be 48 this year yeah, and there's a lot of mileage on no, that. No, sorry, movie. forty. Yeah, forty-eight this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, and then in the Hikaru Sato triumphant return commemorative special, Minoru Suzuki defeated Hikaru Sato in 22-36 with the God Style Pyro. Look, this went too long, but at yes. the same time, I enjoyed it. Also, Suzuki did stuff here he hasn't done in a while because this was not like. American indie Minoru Suzuki either. No. But he wasn't taking crazy bumps or anything, but he was just doing more mat wrestling and moves and counters and stuff like that. So in that case, there was some fun stuff here. It just went too long. Yeah. And he did like chuck Hikaru Sato like all around the arena. So. Oh, yes. He did that too. Like he like that. Those chairs went flying even more than normal. He just went just full board, just throwing him. Yeah. And the match had good. Yeah. The match had good heat. Yes, no, definitely. It was so, definitely over, but it, I said it was way too long. Yeah. And then we go to the next uh, show. Well, before we get to that, there's actually a show we forgot to put on the run sheet, which is actually kind of important. What? We didn't put the Kurrican on here. Oh. we, we I, You know what? I thought we had recorded that last Kurrican. I don't. That was on the 20th. So that was last week, and we recorded the week before that. Oh, you're right. You're right. Ah, we previewed it. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Okay. I totally messed up my things. Okay, so we'll do the Corkin right now. Uh, we won't even do the whole thing. No. But put it in here. Okay. I'll say 1,269 fans. That's good for a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, when I saw that, I I fully expected the like one thousand streak to get snapped here, and then yeah, no, that number is amazing for Tuesday. Okay, Miku Aono, and I'm only bringing this up 
Miku Aono and Natsumi Sumikawa defeated Koki and Naru in 641 with the Lariat from Aono on Naru. This is the best actor as girls match they've had. Yes, definitely. That was like an actually like really solid match. Yes. Okay, special singles match. Suwama defeated Hideki Suzuki in 1625 with the backdrop hold. Like I said, these guys are showing their age. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I sort of dug it because this was a match I wanted to see, but, you know. Yeah. Like three and a quarter stars. I mean, at least it didn't go 60 minutes. <laughs> yes. Like they teased. <laughs> um, Shitaro Ashino, Kurosio, Tokyo, Japan, and Hikaru Saito and Harley Jackson defeated Naruki, Doi, Hokuto Omori, Ren Ayabe, and Osamu Nishimura in 11-24 with a Falcon and Arrow from Jackson on Ayabe, which was another job. Because I was mm -hmm. like, oh, Ayabe's leaving and Harley Jackson's coming in because there's more Harley Jackson being booked, as we'll talk about. I mean, and I always keep forgetting that Hartley Jackson uses The Day is My Enemy from The Prodigy, <laughs> which I strongly associate with the Kings of the North. <laughs> so I always get confused when that happens. And then Ryuki Han and Yuma Anzai defeated Kono and Toshizo in 7 minutes and 51 seconds with the final event from Han and Toshizo. I mean, it, this was a lot of brawling because the voodoo murders were up to no good, but you just wanted to... It was a good little, like, heels get their comeuppance by the young babyface team. Yeah. Nothing, nothing blow away, but yeah, as you said, classical, very classic match structure, let's put it that way. Uh, Kento Miyahara and Rising Hayato defeated Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi in 9 minutes and 21 seconds with an overdose from uh, Hayato on Atsuki. And this is where Atsuki destroyed his knee. I didn't really notice where it happened, though. No, I didn't either. But it does not look good because it's like ACL, MCL, and... Uh, uh, Oh, I forgot the other name. The, what's the little ligament? Other ligament? The um, it was. It's basically all of them. Yeah, it's all of the knee. Great. Yeah. See you in 2025. Yes. Mm, poor guy. Yeah. No, like he was on such a good run as well, and like that's also like a lot of like knee damage. Like I'm not, like he might have to like. Oh God, yeah. Like, he's still young, where he can definitely oh, heal yeah. from that, but he might need to adjust his style a bit as well. As you suggested, becoming a fat brawler. Yeah, he becomes a fat brawler. I mean, look, his, his brother's already tending that way a bit as well, so he can follow him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was a very good match, too. Yeah. And obviously, Haida winning was, you know. And the overdose looks good. Yeah, I don't no, I'm, just, I'm just afraid that it was that that, because again, he was moving around fine beforehand, so I'm kind of afraid that it was that. Yeah. Anyway, you, like, how would you describe the new Hayato finishing move? I mean, he kind of like almost rolls him up and then just like pulls on his knee until he like taps out. Essentially, like yeah. it's basically like he like, but he puts him in like I don't know, like he's on the ground. He puts him kind of like in a reverse like. Shinlock almost and then pulls on his knee at the same time. It's yeah, like some weird like STF inversion. Yeah. So I mean, it definitely looks like it hurt. I just hope yeah. that it didn't actually hurt. <laughs> well, I I think if that happened to his knee and that 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 those ligaments were hanging by a thread. Yeah, might might also be. Um. So maybe he should stop doing missing a blue salt in like every other match. Yeah, that probably doesn't help. Again, <laughs> we, we saw what that did to uh to Kobashi. I think it's probably even worse when you miss the moon salt than land on someone. Yeah. Because then you need to like because other because if you do that, then you can like 
at least you land on something, right? Like it's like the same yeah. thing where it's like it's actually better if you go through a table than if you just follow the concrete. Yeah. And then for the Giara TV title, Saigo Tachibana defeated Rio in a way in 13 16 with the Yankee Hammer to meet his first make his first defense. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, I thought this was awesome. I thought it was like the best Giara TV title match. It's quite possible. I think there was like one other one from like the Eerie Reign that I think got close to that. Yeah. Oh yeah, against Kodaka. Yeah, that was that was amazing as well. Right. But yeah, I, I think that. I think this one I think this one was better. Yeah, Ishikawa had a good, pretty good match against Sakamoto. Yeah, there's um, the second half of the uh, of the um, June Kasai versus Black Mansuri match. Oh yes, yes. Because <laughs> it had a terrible first half and then an amazing second half. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like in a way, looked amazing. Tachibana, like I've been saying, he's very underrated as a worker when he's not doing his comedy stuff. Yeah, and then of no, course. No. So, uh, talking about people getting almost getting injured that uh, die from Inoue. Woof. God, yeah, that was he got lucky and he, he got really lucky on that one. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of his uh, new look of him kind of going away from the blonde hair? It looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually think I actually think it looks better. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it like I think it, it in a weird way it gives him because he didn't go black, right? He went to brown. Yeah. Or like burgundy or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, uh, I think I think it definitely helps him stand out more. Yeah. Well, I mean, this match certainly raised his stock. Yes, for sure. No. So. I think it raised both of their stocks, which is Oh, crazy. oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that fit that that Yankee hammer also looked amazing. Mhm. And then for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight Championship. Dan Timmer defeated Fuminori Abbey in 14:47 with the Lariat to make his third defense. I've seen mixed things about this match, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Which no, I thought it was pretty good as well. Yeah, it didn't quite reach the like sky high expectations I had for this, but I thought it was like very, very good. Like yeah. title defense for Dan. Yeah, I thought it was good. Like Abbey worked the leg, and then like you know Dan had to fight back and everything. And there were some great counters from Abe, like the power bomb and everything. Mm -hmm. so yeah I thought it was pretty good yeah definitely That's, and again Dan is super over which helps all of these matches as well yeah and then the triple crown Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Jun Saito in 18-11 with the Northern Lights bomb to make his fourth defense of the triple crown I mean I like this a lot I don't know it's pretty much what I expected too yeah I mean I will say it's probably the weakest of his title defenses but that's not saying a lot because they've all been really good so far mm-hmm um, and it, it definitely exceeded my expectations, I will say, because I think Ray's pretty good with June. I'm not sure about singles matches, but I think he like did well here. I thought Nakajima and, was fantastic here in yes. carrying uh, June and structuring this match and everything. Yes, no, I that I think Nakajima being in there helped really well because he basically like was like a ring general, mm -hmm. and yeah, also impressive that he got a match for the Northern Lights bomb. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't a very that. long one, but well, you, know, you don't have to least... go that high up on the exactly. You <laughs> can't do a can't do a a, a traditional brain uh, avalanche brain buster. You do a Northern Lights bomb. Yeah, pretty um, <laughs> So that is the Corka show, and I thought it was a pretty good show, all things considered. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I would say it's probably the best out of all of these shows that. And then after about... the match, Anzai came out to challenge, even though I thought it might have been Suwama. Yeah, I actually expected Suwama as well, but. 
Uh, what do you think about anti-challenging? I'm not surprised. They teased it. Mm -hmm. They've been teasing it since January. So I'm not completely surprised. Uh, I guess the question is, do you go, like, I don't know. I, at this point in 2024, what's a bigger match to fill an Oda Ward gym? Nakajima versus Anzai or Suwama versus Nakajima? I think it might actually be Anzai versus Nakajima because people want to be. see. Yeah. And, and they we, also I mean, want to be there in case, like, history is made as well, right? Yeah, I mean, they already their match in the end one was great. Mm -hmm. It was one of the best end one matches. I have yeah. no doubt that their Triple Crown match is going to rule. Yeah. Um, my, I guess the only thing is, like, you know, do you want to have... Well, this will be his, what, second Triple Crown challenge? I guess it's not that big of a deal. No, um, and he's but, still super, like, early in the rub. One. Yeah, it's fine. I just... um. I thought Suwama would be a good little thing that they could do. I mean, I do think Anzai has a very outside chance of winning. Sure. More of a chance than Suwama. Yes, that, that, that's the thing. Like, out of all of the title defenses, this is, like, the first one where I'm actually thinking there is a chance a small Nakajima chance. might lose. A small chance, but I think there is one, which I didn't really think for the other title defenses so far. Mm -hmm. uh, so we jump back to West Japan tour <laughs> on February 24th at Akros Fukuoka homecoming for Miyahara. Katsuhika Nakajima versus Rio Inoue uh, defeated Rio Inoue in 7 minutes and 57 seconds with the Northern Lights Bomb. Once again, Inoue is the star of February. I'm yeah. I'm giving Inoue the All Japan star of the month for February because he had a great match again here against <laughs> Nakajima. Not surprisingly, but Nakajima gave him a lot. He just let him kick him and everything too a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's about as good as you're going to get for a match that just went under eight minutes, I thought. Mm -hmm. No, I I thought this was exactly what I wanted it to be. It's just both of them just kind of kicking each other and then Nakajima finishing him off. No, I, uh, Yeah, this was and, about as good as it could have been. And the best match of Nakajima's little singles matches on this tour. Out of the non-single, out of the non-title one matches? Yeah, one? Yes. on this sort yeah. of like weekend tour. Yeah, for sure. no, for sure. And then uh, Nuki Doi and Hokuto Omori defeated Seki Yoshioku and Sego Tachibana in 7.39 when Doi used a horizontal cradle on Tachibana. I did not see anything about a challenge after this match. But again, yeah. this was a solid little match because every guy in this match is good. Mm -hmm. But again, it was kind of weird that Tachibana got pinned here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the Gayor TV title. Champion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I'll take, I'll take Doi versus Tachibana. Yeah, for sure. And Kuroshio Tokyo Japan and ATM defeated Toa Iwasaki and Ray Paloma in twelve twenty nine with the Ikeman clutch from Kuroshio on Paloma. Again, not great. I this is a waste of Iwasaki. I thought. <laughs> I mean, I was curious. What were they like throwing into the crowd? There was little gifts or whatever. Yeah, I think I, th I think they were actually like Carbell stuff as well because I think there was oh, like the Carbell sure. logo on it. Of course. Um. So nice to see Carbell Ito back in all Japan. I suppose. No, he's not. The money. He's not here. Oh, sorry. I mean ATM yes. or Carbell sponsoring all Japan. I should say. I guess. Um. And then next up, uh, Shitaro Shino and Dan Tamara defeated Renai Abe and Fuminori Abe. In 903 with an ankle lock from Ashino and Ayabe. I mean, this was solid, and I'm not surprised at the finish. <laughs> no, yeah, Ayabe really is getting 
jobbed out, which again makes it weird that he just keeps getting bookings. But who knows how like long in advance these were like scheduled? Yeah, but, yeah. Well, we, I, if he's in the champion carnival, we'll know. Uh, <laughs> Ryuki Honda, Yuma Anzai, and Takao Mori, what a team! Defeated Suwama, Hideki Suzuki, and Hakao Sato in 1329 with an axe bomber from Omori on Sato. Um, which brings up, and I I enjoyed this a lot because it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just a fun match with these guys doing their thing. Paul, Omori getting wins. Is he getting heated up with something? He's going to be in the carnival. <laughs> he might have to be. Yes. We'll talk about that a bit later. Just love how you just curse this entire thing absolutely by being like, well, you can't just put Takao Omori back in the carnival and then that's exactly what they're going to do now. <laughs> by uh, like everyone getting injured and they had to call him back. <laughs> Kento Miyahara, Yuma Aoyagi, and Rising Hatter defeated Jun Saito, Kono, and Toshizo in 2236 with a shutdown uh, suplex hold from Miyahara on Toshizo. I mean... First of all, this had great heat, and honestly, for 22 minutes, this wasn't as bad as you would have thought. Or no. not, I mean, it wasn't bad at all. I'm impressed how they got the way, given that, like, two out of the, like, with Kono and Toshizo. That that was a pretty good match, all things considered, I thought. No, definitely. I think it helped that it was, like, homecoming for Kento as yeah. well, which means that he was even more over than he normally is. Mm-hmm. Although it was interesting, though, in the post-match that Yuma actually did get chance even in Kento's hometown. Yeah. So that was that show. And then on the 25th at the beautiful Kyoto KBS Hall in front of 572 fans, mm-hmm. Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Renai Abe in 1218 with the Northern Lights bomb. This was very dry. I was expecting more because I thought Ayaba has looked really good in tags as of, re- yeah. as of late. So I was a little surprised at how dry this felt. Yeah, that, that was definitely disappointing. Who knows? Like I said, we haven't really gotten many chances to see Ayabe in singles matches, right? Yeah. So who? Uh, it seems like he's still a bit of a step away from becoming like a full worker. But if he can transition what he's doing in tag matches to like a formula that works in singles matches, I think he can still get there. Mm-hmm. And like Nakajima slaps. Yes. Oh God, that's so good. I think yeah, I didn't talk about the one that he used in the in the title match against uh against June there. Where he just like that's even more impressive where he just floors someone the size of like June Saito with like a just really believable slap. But it is very believable, right? Yes, it is. Thanks to poor Atsushi Kotoga getting knocked out and poor uh um Tetsuya Endo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so and then we had a three way match. Takao Mori defeated Toshizo and Kazuaki Mihara in 609. When uh, Toshizo was disqualified, this was nothing, just no filler. Um, Shotaro Shiro and Hokuto Mori defeated Kuroshiro Tokyo Japan's Seiko Tachibana in 938. When uh, Ashino used this T bone suplex on Tachibana, I thought this was a nice little match. Mm-hmm. And Franz Terrible explodes, yeah. Exactly. Again. <laughs> um, and then Roki Han and Yuma Anzai versus Jun Saito and Kono went to two double countouts, which really I thought was so silly. Yeah, I don't. I didn't get this one at all. Just pin Kono. Come. Yeah. He really in any position to deny. 
No. No, give me a happy if you can get any bookings. And then the junior special eight-man tag match, Rising Hayato, Hikaru Sato, Seki Yoshioka, who's looked good on these shows, I should add, and mm-hmm. Abe defeated Dan Tamara, Rio Inoue, Naruki Doyen, Brother Yashi, <laughs> in 15-17 uh, by referee stop when uh, Hayato got Tamara in the overdose. This was really good, and I thought the ending was great. Yeah. Uh, very clearly, obviously, like the title match that they're going to do. You have to actually announce the date for I, that already? I, I can tell you. Yes, they did. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Brother, I don't remember a single thing Yashi did in this match. No, I actually that's forgot that he was in there. <laughs> yes, I did too. But that's good. Yeah. Because um, he was never all that great and he's... I don't know how old he is now, but he's not a spring chicken. It's got to be at way. least in his mid-40s. Yeah, because he was like an early, early, like, yeah, he's 42. Oh, younger than I thought. That's actually, yeah, I mean, he's been around since 2000, so. Oh, he, he had debut when he was 18. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did. I mean, I have a soft spot for Kondo and Yashi's tag team in all Japan, but. You know. That was a while ago. <laughs> yes, that was um, ten years, ten, more than ten years at this 15 point. Fifteen years ago, yeah, fifteen years over ago, fifteen years. years ago. Yeah, um, and then in the uh, World Tag Team Championship decision match, Suwama and Hideki Suzuki defeated Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi in twenty-five twenty-seven when uh, Suwama pinned um, Aoyagi with a bridging backdrop hold, but also. Hideki got the double pin on Miyahara too, <laughs> of course, uh, to become the 98th champions. Um, I thought this started well and then slowed down in the middle, but I thought the last few minutes between Aoyagi and Suwama were, were actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So I, I I thought it was weird though that it was like I, it felt like the match was like 90% Yuma Aoyagi and Suwama. Yes, yes, that's the thing. But I think that's probably as good as a match you're going to get out of Swarm and Hideki as a tag team these days. Yeah, which which is unfortunate because I think they were still really good. I mean, like Hideki was still a good tag worker like last year, like a year and a half ago, basically. Yeah, he's just collecting Same with Suwama. Same with Suwama. Yeah, well, Suwama looked better here than he did in in, uh, other stuff recently. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's actually a miracle that Suwama is like, "Quote unquote," held up as well as he did. I would say so. Yes, given that he has he had an Achilles tendon. Yes, that is the big in thing. His forties like, looks the way he looks. Tear, tore his Achilles, came back from the Achilles injury as asthma. early. <laughs> as asthma, as asthma. <laughs> so, so yeah. if he is finally slow slowing down, fair enough. He's done his time. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say that the Saitos were retaining here. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was fully expecting Kento and Yuma to win. Regard- like even before when it was the Saitos? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised because I think it's because the carnival's coming up. It would have made sense to have the Saitos in the carnival, yeah. And keep this the titles on the... On the uh... Yeah. And actually, if you actually look at it with like Honda and Anzai facing off like Voodoo Murderers right on the undercard, yeah, that was probably still like the thing where like they were probably like if the Saitos were going to retain here, I still feel like New Period are like the ones that are getting built up to uh, 
Well, New Pure is going to win those, probably winning those DDT KOG tag titles. Yeah. Um, and then win the All Japan titles after that at some point. I will be so angry if, look, I, I understand that Yuma is going to be losing to, to Kashida. Mm-hmm. But if New Period lose to Endo and Eno, oh, I'll be so pissed. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, no. How could you allow that all Japan? Yeah, it just don't book the match in that case. I don't think DDT drives a hard bargain when you're coming to uh, your uh, negotiations about who's doing jobs as other companies. So how no. do walk all over you like that? <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, so discuss, before we preview the upcoming shows, which mm-hmm. mainly reveal some insights into the carnival, this is a very thin roster yes. in terms of the contracted wrestlers. Yeah, there's like barely any there. It's like now, 10 people so maybe. We need people. Now, look, pound for pound, it's actually an incredible roster. Like, yes. the worst wrestler under contract? What, like Hokuto Omori? Hokuto Omori or Jun Saito, I would say. Yeah. Like, you know, that's... And that's still, like, a very solid worker. Like, and they're both really good tag workers. Yes. So, yeah, but you just can't fill out the cards like this. Because we're going to be stuck with more Ray Paloma matches. (laughs) I mean, so if you... if I mean, I don't know how much interest he has doing, like, a more permanent stuff. But uh, at the very least, if you can convince someone like a Seiki Yoshioka to work more regularly, that would already help. Yeah. So we so last night when I woke up this morning, I saw that All Japan put out their full cards for the the ninth, the tenth, the twelfth, and the twentieth. So mm-hmm. I'm here very quickly on March 9th, Dream Power Series, um, pre- presented by Sakuda Refrigeration Construction Company. Someone could have a giant <laughs> walk-in freezer built in their home. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, so we got actress time again. It's Mirai, Aona, and Koki versus Mary and Act, and that's Act Yasukawa. So mm-hmm. actually, that might be a pretty good match because Aona and is like their best worker. And okay, Act I mean, Yasukawa if we if we slowly good. move up for like actress girls matches getting better, then and Act Yasukawa was a great wrestler. I just haven't seen her since yes. she came back to wrestling. Yeah. So, uh, trivia note, Kohei Wada was the referee in that infamous match. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that. Yes, because okay, well, that was after he left All Japan because of the oh. incident, and he was freelancing. Oh, yeah, it was like, why was he? Okay, that makes sense, yeah. And that was That's very, a cool like, fact. That yeah. was very early stardom, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, he did a lot of Joshi refereeing, and he, he has... Um, and then six-man tag match, Naruki Doi, Ryo Inoue, and Hikaru Sado versus Fuminori Abe, Musashi, and Seki Yoshioka. I mean, that's pretty great. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a really good match. And uh, it looks like Musashi's gonna be a. Oh yeah, we forgot about answer. Musashi. Because even yeah, like he... Jinsei Shinzaki was like, "Oh, it's a good idea. He's going to all Japan or something." Mm-hmm. So I mean, he challenged like he was kind of like. Trying to like challenge for the title as well. I would not be shocked. Look, if would it shock you if like he wins the within the next three months he's the junior champion? No, no. I mean, I I would still maybe like go with Hayato. Yeah, 
Well, we'll talk but, about it. Yeah. yeah, but if 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 that's the way you can convince like a Musashi to come and it's probably be like, yeah, we're going to give you the title, then I think you do that. Yeah, and in the following two matches are proof that this roster is very thin because look at these teams: Yuma Aoyaki and Seiko Tachibana versus Takamo Mori and Osamu Nishimura. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... And Kento Miyahara and Ren Ayabe versus Jun Saito and Kono. Oh God. <laughs> so I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, those are like very random teams. Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Omori versus Roki Honda and Yuma Anzai. Yeah. I mean, could they job New Period again? He really shouldn't. I don't know. But on the, on the belief that they're going to win the tag titles in DDT in a week anyway. But don't you want them to go into that match looking kind of strong? Like, yeah. Even if it's in a different promotion. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I could see Nakajima and Homori winning because you need challenges for a decade. Uh, on the other hand, though, like if Anzai wins here, right? Like, oh, right. We want him to build up for a title. Oh, challenge. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Never mind. I totally forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so I think that just makes more sense if Anzai just pins Homori here, or even if he pins like Nakajima. That could happen. Uh, World Tag Team Championship match. Hideki Suzuki and Suwama versus Shitaro Shino and Kuroshio Tokyo Japan. Paul, oh, is the Shino getting pinned here? I mean, Jiro almost never gets pinned, right? I know. Which is Jiro, I don't even understand how he gets away with it. Well, it's because he's the friend of all of the children. Yeah. Oh, I just man, Ashino losing when Jiro's right there. I hate that. <laughs> Look, as long as he doesn't get like embarrassed or something, it's fine. Yeah, we'll see. I, I still think Ashina's eating the pin here. I don't like it. Um, and then in the main and event, it's also also just for quick. It's also weird to see like Jiro and Ashino teaming. Yeah, just from like all of the things that happened and none real like all in kayfabe, but still like all of the kayfabe stuff between them in Wrestle One. <laughs> Yeah, like basically blood flute, blood feuds against each other, and now they're like, yeah, let's just have a random title challenge. Well, you know, it's like such famous, brands. it's like such famous tag teams as Giant Bob and Stan Hansen and Kazuchiko Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, it's like finally uniting after a long time. Wrestle One will live forever. Yeah, and then in the main event, and this is the main event. Oh no, it's not. Sorry, I thought it was. But I assume it's got to be now. You, I can't see the world tag teams being put over this match. Dan Tamer versus Rising Hayato. I mean, if Hayato's winning, then yeah, no, I don't it think you can put that. Event. Yeah, you got to put the main event. And Hayato should yeah. win. Look, I know he's really over, but it's his time, I think. Yes, especially with Atsuki out. Like, you need to yeah. make him the ace of the division now. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. Um, and it should main event. Especially since he's kind of been sad posting as well. So you kind yeah. of want to like keep him happy. I could tell you right now, I don't see why you would put this tag title match in the main event. <laughs> no, yeah. Especially since it's just like not build up at all either. Like it's not even like a build up team or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully. And uh, I think if it's in the main event, I was winning especially. Yeah. Um, and then we go to March 10th. In uh, Takasaki, in Gunma, uh, sorry, Takasaki, 
turn what is okay Kawasinu Dream Power Match no sorry it's in Gunma uh, and then oh my god listen to this where, match. sorry where where was the junior title match again I forgot oh that's Corkin oh that's Corkin yeah that was the Corkin on the night yeah, yeah this is quite the interesting show in Gunma Hokuto Amori and Ryuji Sai versus Ryo Inoue okay. and Yoshi. Sure. Why are we booking Ryuji Sai again? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, if you can get to Daimonji, so I will allow it. Um, so that's that. We got Yuma Aoyagi versus Fuma. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, we got Dan Tamara and Musashi versus Rising Hayato and Mazada. I mean, that would, again, point towards, like, Hayato winning, right? Because if Musashi wants to be the next challenger, then why is he teaming yeah. with Dan? Yeah. Well, then we got Suwama, Hideki, Suzuki, and Hikaru Sato versus Shotaro, Shino, Kurashio, Tokyo, Japan, and Seiko Tachibana. So. Yeah. <laughs> Kento Miyahara and Ren Ayabe versus Jun Saito and Toshizo. So, it's... But with Ayabe, get, like, but then... Kento will have to lose, right? Well, Toshizo will, does get pinned from time to time. True, but again, like because like otherwise, like Ayabe has been losing all of his matches, so it's, yeah, so it would be mean that he is actually like on a winning team for once. Yeah, and then uh, this is the Yuma Anzai Triumphal Return uh, match and the Triple Crown Heavyweight Prelude Tag Match. We got New Period Yuma Anzai and. Ryuki Honda versus Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hartley Jackson. <laughs> it's one of these things is not like the others. <laughs> yeah. And then on March 20th in Saitama at Icos Ageo, we've got Ryuji Hijikata as himself versus Ryo Inoue. We got yeah, enough... I, did, did, did you see Ryuji Hijikata being shoot trash and like Retweeting to see the matches. Oh yes, I did. Just unmasking oh, himself. Sorry. Uh this is actually the twentieth. Actually, there's a show on March twelfth at Shinkiba. Mm -hmm. Uh so this is actually what it is. So we got Seiko Tachibana versus June Saito non-title match. Yeah, that's but, also weird. Like, why is that a non? I guess because June is winning, but then why are we booking it? Yeah, I guess I mean, that's more to your to your point that the roster is just so thin. We got Yuma Aoyaki and Hikaru Sato versus Hokuto Mori and Seki Yoshioka. Again, yeah. very random. Yeah. We got Kazuhiko Nakajima versus Fuminori Abe. I mean, yeah, I, I saw that one announced and I was like, oh yeah, that, that's a Paul match right there. <laughs> Hopefully they get at least 10. Yeah. But again, even if it's short, I think it could be really good. We got Shotaro Shino and... And Jiro versus Dan Tamara and Renai Abe. Uh, we got Musashi versus Ryo Inoue. Yeah, again, I, like Musashi being built up. I think yeah. I think that could be really good. Oh, yeah. And then we got Old Age versus New Age six-man tag match. <laughs> Kento Miyahara, Hideki Suzuki, and Suwama. Hey, Kento just turned 35 like a day or two ago. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kento Miyahara, Hideki Suzuki, and Suwama versus Roki Honda, Rising Hayato, and Yuma Anzai. Like I get it because the the others are like in their mid twenties, but still like putting like Kendo and like the old age team is like not like, even. I think Anza is like the oldest at like twenty five. No, no, Hayato is twenty five. The other two are twenty four. Oh. 
Enzo will be turning 25 this year. Yeah. Um, so that is that on the 12th. I think those couple of matches could be a really good show. Okay, so we're back to the 20th in Saitama. So Hijikata versus Inoue, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Hokuto Mori, and Harley Jackson versus Ryuki Honda, Yuma, Enza, and Fuminori Abe. Yeah, again, the roster is really small, so they're literally just like shuffling the few people that they have around. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I mean, at least, at least they don't. At least they don't do like. At least they like do switch the matchups around. I think that's at least nice. But yeah, it is. Well, that's just for us viewers. It doesn't really matter in these small spot shows, though. Yeah, because you're just coming to see the 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 thing. Uh, see, but but that's what I like. Where like because in theory, given how thin the roster is, and that they are just going to these small, yeah, like areas, they could just like book the same matches over and over and over. Yeah. Um. No, so that's another prelude to Triple Crown. Uh, Dan Tamer versus Sego Tachibana, non-title. Why are these all like non-title matches? It's I don't know. I don't get. Uh, Kento Miyahara and Rising Hado versus Yuma Aoyagi and Musashi. Yeah. Can I think Musashi, for... versus, Musashi versus Hado is happening on March 30th. Yes, I've, I think that that's, I think it's, I think like looking at these cards, I think it's even more safe to say that like Hayato yeah. is winning. Kuma Rashi versus Jun Saito. <laughs> I mean that, I, that, I that is that, that is the most random out of all of them. Oh no, I want to see it. I mean I do want to see it, but it's like why? <laughs> and Hikaru Sato and Suwama versus Shotaro Shino and Jiro. And then of course on March 30th, it will be Yuma Anzai versus Katsuhiko Nakajima for the triple crown. Paul, I'm gonna give you a couple of names. And how do you feel about these people in the champion carnival? Red Ayabe. Okay. Uh would say maybe 20% chance. Okay. Kuma Arashi. I would say probably 50-50 at this point. Okay. Harley Jackson. Given how much he's booked, might be like 60 at this point, yeah. And Takao Mori. 100%. You think so? Yeah, I think he's in. I mean, why, it, else, why else is he back? <laughs> if those other three are in, I don't know if you need Omori. No, yeah, but I don't think all of them are going to be in there. But I do feel like, like, why else are we bringing Omori back and giving him wins if he's not going to be in the carnival? Yes, especially after we gave him like this tearful goodbye at the at the uh, Yogi show, mm -hmm. and then he's just back like a month later. Mm -hmm. After Ray Saito gets injured and then Atsuki gets injured. So it's like, I think, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would assume now that those uh, Champion Carnival type um, participants are being announced on the 9th. Yeah. Because right. otherwise, like, when does the carnival? Yeah, the carnival starts like a month after that, right? Just a little later in April than usual. Yeah. But um, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I, see, I thought the carnival was going to be great this year, but now I don't know because you might have to start sticking in old guys. I don't. I think it depends. Maybe if we get like an out, like a few outsiders as well. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, like if there's anyone from DDT. Yeah, or like a uh, like a big foreigner or something like that. Mm -hmm. And by big, I mean like all Japan standards of big. Like bigger than Cyrus. Yeah. 
I mean, he could be back for sure. I mean, Cyrus definitely could be back. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I don't even know who would be out there that is like a semi-big name that would be even... I don't know, yeah. Um. So, I thought... So, how do you feel about All Japan right now? <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought the shows were mostly good. Definitely, yeah, definitely. But the, nothing's the been shows like are good. top of the line, you know, getting lots of hype type thing, right? No, that's not... That's, I mean, to be fair, like... A lot of the matchups didn't really lend themselves to that. I will say, like I said, on the Kurokan show, I do think uh, probably my, my favorite match of this entire thing so far was uh, Tachibana was in a way. Yeah, that's good. If you want to watch anything out of like from all of these matches that we talked about, I think that's the one that you need to go watch. Mm. But then otherwise, yeah, I don't think there was like a lot of like super hot stuff there. But it's still like, I, like, I don't think the promotion is like as like molten hot as it was at like the beginning of the year right but i feel like they're still like hot yeah overall well yeah it's like the it's a downtime between well i mean a there's been injuries yeah e, um i mean this is always kind of a down period for them you're waiting for the year. champion carnival yeah because it's kind of the, basically the promotion is just in a holding pattern yeah so um well, I mean, I'm sure the champion. I mean, they've got they're ambitious on this champion carnival. Hopefully, in terms of I mean, like, yeah, I mean they are in terms of like they are in terms of like the buildings that they've booked. I mean, that's yeah. why I'm thinking maybe like that. Like, if you're in those buildings, right, you can't really like expect to draw big like as much as I love them, but like Kuma Rashi. Yeah. So you do need to put some like big outsiders in there if you want to like fill those buildings. What What do you think about then? Okay, Hideki. What are his chances? I think Hideki's, I've, oh, I thought that was not even like a debate. I mean, he's a oh, champion. Really? Yeah, he's just a freelancer and he doesn't work every day. So, but I, I think. But of course, can... it's about negotiating with Hideki. About... Yes, that's the other thing. Like, how many jobs are you going to do? How many jobs yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. How many <laughs> three minute draws am I going to do? Can, can I pin Nakajima? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah. especially since we've seen like buildings from the new, or like we've seen photos now, right? From the, what's it called again? The new building that they're going to run. Oh, yeah. I saw those uh, Yokohama Buntai. Mm -hmm. It's like a stage as opposed to like an arena type thing. Yeah. Right. Like a performing arts, like concert type thing. Yeah. I'm but curious how they're going to set that one up. Probably use the screens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but again, it also looks like one of those places that doesn't really have a bad seat either. Right. So that is all Japan and Noah. Uh, mm -hmm. So the finals of the victory challenge are on March 10th. So I think that will be after the next Korokin and everything. Uh, all Japan Korokin. So that'll be a good time to come back. So we'll, we'll talk about if Rezin Kayato has finally done it. And uh, if... Uh, and who wins the victory challenge? So for Paul, I'm Gerard, and we'll see you in a And also, weeks. sorry, also yeah. me, uh, I will also give my carrot report as well. Oh, when is carrot? Sorry, I totally forgot the date. Uh, yeah, so that is that is next weekend. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, already. Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought it was later <laughs> in March. Okay, nope. perfect. All right, then we'll have a detailed on-site report from 16 carrot. So we'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care. Bye. Cheering at pro wrestling shows in Japan is back, and 2023 is already shaping up to be a big year in the history of pro res. That's why you should listen to the Emerald Flow Show. From the Royal Road to the Green Mat, 
Paul and Gerard take you into the world of All Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Noah. Not only do we analyze events, but we examine business, who is getting over, what angles are working, or not. Occasionally, we take a look at other Japanese promotions like DDT and Zero One. So if you're looking for more coverage of the world of Japanese wrestling, check out the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, available on all of your favorite podcast apps.